0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Fusion Church Prayer Event. So guys, tonight's topic of conversation is spiritual maturity. Um, kind of sounds like a blah topic, but it is probably one of the most uh, important topics that you and I will ever uh, be part of as maturing believers, because it's actually spiritual maturity uh, really makes a difference of uh, the fruit you and I are going to bear in our lives. Christ didn't save us just so that we could uh, just be have uh, salvation in heaven forever. That's part of it, certainly. But he saved us because he has purpose for your life and mine here uh, on earth. And it's our job to discover that. But it's that discovery only happens in Christ. Now, depending on on your background, right? I know you pastors can attest to this, depending on background and church culture, spiritual maturity is defined and could look different from church to church, right? I mean, I'm sure you guys have all experienced uh, some churches where spiritual maturity was seen as how much head knowledge you have, how much Bible you can recite. Other, Other churches tell you it's not about the amount of Bible you know or verses you can recite, it's about action. Uh, other people define spiritual maturity as our separation from the world um, about being different. So, so what is spiritual maturity as you know, um, go ahead,
1: different. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, I forgot about this and you know uh, but years when I was when I was a youngster, I, I grew up in a church and I used to judge the more spiritual men in our church and there were men primarily uh, in our church by the size of the Bible that they had. If they had a big Bible, and they were carrying that, I thought, wow, that man is re- that guy is really mature. Dave, they,
0: how do I balance it, out here? It's <laughs> it's
1: kind of like a mediocre Bible. But, mediocre and also, Bible. hey, if they had a cover on their Bible, they were really mature. I mean, you know, it was like, wow, leather Bible with the uh, India paper, the thin paper and the, the leather cover. I mean, like, wow, what a mature person. So the question is,
0: how big is your Bible, right, Dave? <laughs> um, so you know what, guys, I, I got to tell you, I uh, as we were chatting through this before we jumped on, you know, Pastor Dave actually said something I thought was pretty profound, that spiritual maturity, um, every aspect of our lives should be impacted by our faith and our relationship with Jesus. And as we started to unpack that a little bit, I want to open it up with this thought too, that maturity, both emotionally and spiritually, you can't be spiritually mature without being emotionally mature. And maturity, I think, is really our ability to balance life to manage our emotions and our behaviors without bleeding all over the place, without emotionally bleeding and projecting on others, ourselves, or God. What, what, what immaturity looks like is that we project, we shift blame. Uh, We point the finger. Uh, We don't take ownership. We rationalize. We have defense mechanisms. We, uh, you know, we intellectualize like we don't deal with life in a Christ centered way. God is truth and he wants us to live in truth. So I, I think a, a, as we unpack that question, what is maturity for me? I think it's really the fruit of the Spirit in our lives as believers, which is Galatians 5, right? That uh, as we grow in the life of Christ, as Christ becomes evident in every area of our lives, we should be exhibiting love, joy, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, right? All of these fruit of the Spirit. Uh, what, what do you guys think? And, and let us know in the chat what you how you define spiritual maturity.
1: You know, there's so many different verses that come to mind for me, you know, and I know we talked about this just before we got on the air here tonight, um, but there's one verse that really, that really jumps out at me. It's found in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, and it talks about that God wants to make us holy, but he wants to make us holy in every area of our person, and there's three parts mentioned there, in our body, our soul, and our spirit, and I think too often, you know, we think of spiritual maturity as something that's kind of like out there and we think and maybe even we think of people that are spiritually mature they're so spiritual uh they're so spiritually minded that they're no earthly good as there was an old phrase that used to be used but yet if you are truly spiritually minded that's that that spiritual maturity is going to be growing out of you And being affecting the world around you through those fruits of the spirit that you just mentioned there, Pastor. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: You know, those are those are those are fruits that are those are things that are evident. Love, joy, peace, patience. self. yes, they're inner, but they're inner things that are expressed or are seen outwardly.
2: Yeah, let's go ahead. So like you were saying, Dave, it's like, you know, both things, right? It's something on the inside, right? And it's something that we also express with our works and our actions. And, you know, sometimes we can get caught up with, oh, learning things, but not acting on them. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes we might get caught up with acting on things, but not learning them. And so I think true spiritual maturity is both aspects where, yes, we know about God and who God is and and how, you know, how do we do that by reading the Bible, um, mm-hmm. And I actually remember uh, in Bible college, I had this one teacher, right? And if he would you would walk into class and random days, he would just ask random students, what's the word of the day? Uh, And if you didn't have a word for the day, something that God spoke to you when you spent time with him that day, he'd tell you to leave class. He'd kick you out and he'd tell you, there's nothing more important that I could teach you than spending your own personal time with God. And so I think that's so crucial for each of us. No matter who you are, where you stand, you know, where your spiritual journey is, is to spend your personal time with God. Uh, And there's no greater way that we could become more mature than hanging out with God. Right. If we want to learn more about God, who God is, uh, we got to hang out with him. If I want to learn about Pastor Armando, I want to be Pastor Armando's best friend. But I don't hang out with him. I don't call him nothing. I never see him. How close are we going to be? And so it's the same way with God. We got to hang out with him, right?
0: Amen. And, I, and I, Dave, I mean, both Dave's, that, that's powerful stuff. I think the reality is that, yeah, it's got to go from head knowledge into fruit coming out of our lives, right? I mean, what 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 good would it be? To have these big Christian brains with all this biblical knowledge, but these little itty-bitty tiny Christian hearts, right? The truth is what we know has to proceed from our minds through our hearts and out of our hands. And I think this is where it's going to get uncomfortable for us when we talk about spiritual maturity. Uh, but before I share this with you guys, I'd like everybody right now to hit the share tab. Christians need to hear this. Your brothers and sisters in Christ mm-hmm. need to hear this. Make sure you share this on your page. But Matthew 5.24 teaches us that to be at a a right place with God, to be mature, we not only have to be right with God, which is made possible through Jesus Christ, but we have to be right with our neighbor. Actually, the story goes like this, that if you come to church, if you go to the altar with a gift, we're actually told to leave it on the altar and go to that person that we have offense with, that person we have hurt with, to make peace with them. You see, a spiritually mature person is one who lives at peace with man and at peace with God, that it's actually immaturity in us that causes us to fight. Paul said, I become all things to all people for the sake of the elect, for the sake of the gospel, that that he chooses a relationship of peace. He shares with us that it's God's will to be at peace with all men as much as it depends on us. For what purpose? To keep ahead of us the mission and the vision of Jesus. Because when we allow anything else to get in front of us, Guys, we're driven by selfish motives. You and I cannot be spiritually mature while living in conflict with our spouses, with our children, with our co-laborers in Christ, with, with other human beings. Jesus has called us to be not just recipients of grace and mercy, but givers
1: of grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me just add something, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, a little different than than what you're saying there, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Um you know, I think a lot of us, we have these, I, this idea of what it means to be spiritually mature. I mentioned about the guys with the big Bibles, okay? Um, you know, and, and many times we all know those spiritually weird people, you know, and we don't have to be weird to be spiritually, We're not. we don't have to be weird to be spiritually mature. Don't let that whole idea get in the way of you developing your deep relationship with God and with his word. Now, That being said, some of the things that we do are going to be weird because sometimes it's weird to be loving. Sometimes it's weird to be patient in the midst of trial. Sometimes it's weird to be gentle. Sometimes it's weird to be kind. So in some, in that sense, we are weird, but not the weird that, you know, spiritually weird, so spiritually minded, no earthly good, that kind of thing. OK, so I think that sometimes we can shy away from wanting to go deep into God because we have these wrong ideas of what it means to be spiritually mature.
0: Amen. And it's OK for all of us to be a little weird. So if you're weird out there, God bless you. I'm weird. You're weird. We're all weird. But uh, yeah. Man, You know, as you were sharing that, Dave, I was thinking about what pure religion is. James 127 reminds us that religion that is pure and faultless to God is to look after the orphans, the widows in their distress and to keep oneself free and polluted by the world. So so for me, what spiritual maturity means is faith in action not just claiming or self-identifying as a Christian one day, but actually showing the fruit of a changed life, which guys, let's slow down. It's progressional, right? I mean, somebody gets saved. They're they're not Mother Teresa or... The apostle Paul or Jesus himself tomorrow, it, there's this process called sanctification, which is a, a theological term, but basically it describes this action of God with partnership with man where you are made every day more and more like Jesus. And it's a relationship on our part of submission, and it's a relationship on God's part of change. God responds to your surrendering, God, your submission, your turning away from sin, and you become more and more like Christ. And as we become more and more like Christ throughout our uh, Christian lives, we are um, exhibiting more fruit, that more religion, that is faultless before God, where our hearts for God and for others is growing and our selfishness uh, for ourselves becomes less and less. And, and, as, and as I was unpacking this pastors, I'd like to talk a little bit about this and you guys can join us in the chat as well. Um, mature people, or sometimes people that've been through a lot, like when you have experienced a lot in your life, when you've experienced the goodness and the faithfulness of God time and time again. There's something about long suffering uh, that matures us, and and a, a better way for us to understand long suffering. Uh, it, it's really a combination of two words, two Greek words: long and temper, which literally means long tempered. It, it's to long suffering is to have self restraint uh, in in those moments when we're stirred to anger. It's to have self-restraint when somebody is triggering you. It's to have self-restraint instead of retaliation or punishment. Uh, to have a long fuse instead of a short fuse. Long-suffering is when you're in those moments of pain and suffering, you're still able to show uh, hope in Christ, joy of the Lord, mercy, grace. And mature people are people who have been through some things, but they don't point the finger at God. We, we are in a culture today that we tell people, oh, it's okay to be angry at God. It's okay to tell God how you feel. Part of that's true. It is absolutely okay to tell God how you feel and to own it because God is truth and he knows how you feel. But we have to go from being angry at God that we didn't get what we wanted, which is self-worship, to surrendering to the will of God and believing that even when life doesn't make sense, even when we experience pain in our lives, to trust that God is still good when life is not, and God's purpose is still good when we experience pain, that He's going to redeem it. So there's a maturity and long suffering. I want to encourage you if you're out there, it's an immature, It's an immaturity in us and in an immature belief system doctrinally to think that it's okay to live your lives angry at God every time you don't get what you want. Jesus was not angry at God when he was on his face in the Garden of Gethsemane, which we're going to preach about this Sunday. Make sure you're there. Uh, He asked God, take this from me. This was the only prayer Jesus, the son of God himself, prayed that was not answered. And instead of getting angry at God after pleading three times with his face in the mud crying, He said, let your will be done and not mine. You see, a spiritually mature person accepts the will and sovereignty of God, even when it's not what we want.
2: Yeah, I think we've all been there, right? All of us, I'm sure we've been hurt at some point, um, whether it's by friends, family, people in the church, leadership in church. And it's, you know, how do we react to those things? Um, You know, one of the churches roles in the world is we should show the world how to love and also how to forgive. And so when we're hurt, are we reconciling and looking for forgiveness or are we, uh, you know, cursing God, running away, um, you know, not fixing that relationship? What is our reaction?
0: I love what uh, Julie Peterson, Dave Peterson's Better Half writes. She puts this: maturity is not due uh, is not due to age. It is a constant walk with God, knowing that no matter what uh, what He, no matter what happens, He is there, looking beyond the ordinary and seeing the extraordinary. A trust that goes beyond your understanding. There is a resting place in the presence of God. I love that. That is spiritual maturity in this life we live where sometimes we find ourselves in valleys. It's resting in that relationship. And like you shared uh, earlier, uh, Pastor Dave Peterson, uh, when when the pastors were just on before this prayer meeting, is that that our relationship with Jesus should show up in every area of our lives. Can you tell us a little more about that, Dave?
1: Yeah, you know, I'm thinking too that, you know, a, a truly spiritual mature person will attract people to her or to him. there's something about that person that is like a magnet and they know that they can go to that person. And even if they, maybe to receive a word, a word of encouragement, um, a word of peace, uh, just maybe a gent or maybe just their presence. There's something about their, yeah, I'll, I'll use the word. There's something about their presence that becomes a gift to the people that are around them. And I think that sometimes where we go wrong in ter- in and understand- another place we go wrong in understanding what spiritual maturity is about is when we think it's only about me. Really, it's about others. And when God brings us through situations and circumstances like you were talking through great pain or or trial, not everybody goes through those kinds of things. But those those, those who have gone through and have experienced the love and the grace of God. There's something that they bring out of that experience and into the world that's positive. They, are, they might be wounded. They might have received pain. They have received maybe discomfort in their lives. But that discomfort, that wound, that pain becomes an avenue for healing and for grace for other people. And, and there's something that is inside them that draws people to them. And that what is inside of them actually is the presence and power of the Holy Spirit continuing to come through them as they are developing in that relationship with God.
0: Amen. Amen. So some signs you guys can look for in your own lives to know that you're growing spiritually. Uh, Are you growing and seeing the evidence of the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit in your life? Um, Are you getting, number two, are you getting out of your comfort zone As a believer, and we're in a series right now called The Bridge, and it's about going from where you're comfortable to walking into that unknown future with God. Are are you willing and able to do that? You know, as a pastor, um, there's one thing I'm always leery of, and you guys know this, and I'm sure some of you online can, can identify with this. I'm always leery of someone who aspires for leadership and influence, but doesn't serve. They're not willing to serve behind the scenes. They're not willing to humble themselves. They're not willing to do whatever it is. All as I know is this, folks. And if you're a follower of Jesus out there, which I know all of you are, and some of you may not be, but, but here's the hallmark of a Christian life. You serve. Jesus himself did not come to be served, but to serve. He got down on his knees and he washed the feet of the apostles. A humble task. Are we humbling ourselves as believers, really following the example of Christ? Are, are we looking to put on a show and be on the stage? Or are we really serving Jesus when no one else is watching? When there's no payoff for us, when, when the payoff is even uh, not in our favor? Are we still willing to serve Jesus? Always be leery of the person who aspires for leadership and influence, but refuse to serve. What we look for in one another as, as believers, the real fruit of the Spirit, I think, is, is a, someone who models the life of Christ, which is a life of service, mm-hmm. not somebody looking for fame. Yeah. And the third thing is, are you accepting the will of God, or are you getting angry at God, right? Guys, let me encourage you, don't ever be angry at God. He knows best. He's the potter. We're the clay. There's a great verse in Scripture about that, and and we have to trust that all things work together for good for those who love God called according to his purpose. His promises don't lie. Only your emotions and my emotions lie. But Dave Freitas, you had a really great question uh, earlier on, um, you know, as we were preparing for this discussion tonight, you asked, but how do we do it? How, how do we grow? How do we mature? What, what were your thoughts about that?
2: Yeah. I mean, we talked about, you know, some really important things right now we need to live right with others uh, and have a unity amongst Mm us Um, and so like kind of some of the things we were talking about earlier Um, you know when you're hurt and upset what is your reaction Um, are you quick to run away or are you looking for chances to reconcile and for us to live in unity despite our differences right because we're all so different Uh, we all come from different backgrounds but can we come together in unity Um, I think that's a true sign of maturity, right? And growth is, can I overcome differences and hurts to come in unity? And then also uh, the knowledge of God, those two things have to come hand in hand. It's important that we act and we show love and we show grace and forgiveness. And then also, why are we doing that? Because of who God is um, and his, you know, his love for us. So we want to spend time with God and grow in our knowledge with God.
0: Amen, hey amen, I, I think you're spitting some real biblical truth here dave uh, ephesians 4, 11, 16 says this, so Christ himself gave uh, gave some to be apostles, the prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers to equip his people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. And this is really, I think what you were referring to until we all reach unity in the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining the whole measure and fullness of Christ. So for us to put on the identity of Christ, for us to attain the full measure, the whole measure of the fullness of Christ, it takes two things, right? It takes unity amongst believers. What is unity? We may be different like you talked about. We may even have some different views on things, but we never allow our differences to come before the mission, the vision, and the love. The mission and vision of Jesus and the love that we experience for one another as as followers of Christ. So it's unity and the knowledge of God. Guys, we gotta read the book. We gotta understand God's plan of salvation. We we have to understand that, um, man, there's only one road to God and that's through Jesus Christ. And it's a surrendered life that will reach its greatest potential and purpose. So.
1: Paul, Paul says, you know, that we are to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those two words, grace. And the grace is something that is inner. It's something that's related to, between us and God. And then the knowledge is the aspect of where we grow in understanding how God moves, how God moves. And how do we do that? Through the scriptures understanding then how he's moving in us, in our lives, as they are, are in connection and in, um, mm-hmm. uh, conne- yeah, in connection with the scriptures. Uh, so we grow in our relationship with him, but we also grow in our relationship with his word and with his work.
0: Amen. Mm. Amen. Amen. Uh, I love what you put here, Deborah, and we'll uh, close with this and jump into prayer. Grace equals power. Mm. It's the power of God in our lives and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit through our lives as we are both recipients, And givers of that grace that only comes through Jesus. So, we hope you enjoyed our podcast. We have a new message that comes out every week. You can click the link in the description below to follow us on Facebook or Instagram, or jump onto our website at fusionchurchny.com for more information. We would like you to be a part of what God is doing at Fusion Church. So please subscribe to our podcast and share it on social media. Make sure you tag us. We want to get to know you and feel free to rate us and leave a review.